0: Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob Moore here. Now, I've got 13 ways to effectively deal with conflict. Now, I used to think as I got better, things would get easier. And I was very, very wrong about that. I also used to think if I avoided conflict, then conflict would go away. I was so naive and very wrong about that. The reality is as you grow, you get bigger, you get better, you get out there more, you grow your profile, your brand, your business, you're going to get more and more conflict. It's interesting because um, we've had a couple of challenges this year in our business, which every business has, that's normal. And um, I've recently found out that the various people that have made comments about myself or my business that have never met me, don't know me. And so they're judging me on their view of me and our business without knowing it from the inside. And sort of every year that that happens, that continually educates me that that's what people do. So the first thing about conflict is people will often judge you on their standards, their experience, their fears and pains uh, rather than your skills or, um, you know, your vision. So to not take conflict personally is probably... The, the first step in embracing it and dealing with it and mastering it. Now, of course, that's easy to say, isn't it? It's easy to say, oh, don't take any conflict personally or any challenge or any trolling or any critique or judgment when it's about you or your business, which really is, you know, your heart and your soul put into a company. And of course, you know, it's the easiest thing to say in the world. But the reality is, it's really personal. And, you know, when I've dug down to these people, What I like to do is a little bit of a challenge to myself and my ability to grow stronger. And also just to let them know I'm there and I'm watching is I like to randomly call people up who've criticized me on my business. Um, You know, they may have uh, validity in that or they may not. But just randomly, I'll pick up the phone and have a chat with them. Uh, And generally, when you talk to them, you find out that they had an experience in the past, something happened to them, someone did something to them. uh, And they saw what you were doing as similar or the same and they stereotyped it. And so they're reacting not to you and what you've done, but their past experience being recalled, which was picked and scratched by something you said or the way your face looks or or something like that. And so it's very insightful to do that because you discover actually that people are judging themselves through you and they're not actually judging you. So, yeah, some things to think about. there. So let's get through these 13 tips then. And I think that you should find them very useful. So number one is get clear on what the issue really is. Now, what you find with people is they bring their motives forward, i.e. they challenge you because they have an ulterior motive. They bring their biases and experiences through or they're overwhelmed with emotion. And so they say things they don't mean because they've got this emotion. Often people desire revenge or to break you or to put you down. And as such, they say and do things that they wouldn't when that emotion had subsided. Um, you know, a favourite I hear all the time from people, people say things like, oh, well, everyone's been saying that and everyone agrees with me that, you know, and then sometimes I'll say, OK, that's useful feedback. I'd like to improve. So who are those people? Um, could you share with me who they are and what they've said so that I can fix it? And of course, rarely, if ever, any names get put forward, because what people do is they want the social proof of everybody thinks that you're a Um, just to back up their argument. So point one is get clear on what the issue really is. So if you just say, look, I want to help solve this, you know, what's the problem? What's the challenge? What's the mistake here? And you just keep digging. You want to go through that question probably three times to get to the root cause of the issue. You'll find that the root cause of the issue is normally not what you think and it's normally not what they're saying. People find it very hard to speak the truth, to say the truth to you. So they'll wrap it in things that maybe they think will make their job, you know, their goal outcome easier, or it will hide their true feelings, which make them feel insecure. Um, So get clear on what the issue is. And then when you're clear on what the issue is, you want to repeat it. You want to state it back to them. So just so I'm clear, the issue is this. All right, then step two is to seek to understand all and both sides. Now, that linked to something I said earlier. Um, but, you know, often I get brought challenges um, by members of my team and, um, you know, that they can be very convincing in making you believe that what they say is right and what this other person has done or is doing is completely wrong. Uh, and if you make judgments or decisions when you only see one side of the equation, then you are naive uh, and that's also not fair. And, um, you know, when I've gone to the other person, Uh, And not put them in the defensive mode, but just said, hey, you know, there's this challenge. What's your side? I've gained more wisdom, more insight. And, you know, if you wanted to put your stake in the ground, usually, you know, the the truth, the reality is somewhere in the middle of the two extremes. There's often truth on both sides. There's often truth in criticism, but there's often truth in those that are defending their position. Uh, And again, this is linking to seeking to understand what the issues are getting a balanced perspective so that you can bring clarity to the situation. All right, so I've got another 11 points to go. Uh, Just um, thanks for tuning in. Say hi wherever you're from. Tell me where you're from and where you're tuning in from. That would be really good. Okay, number three then is managing your emotions. Now, Mark and I, my business partner, constantly have conversations between ourselves to say that managing our emotions and mastering our emotions is the key to all business growth. Uh, And over the years... I guess the one thing we've had to deal with the most and learned to deal with the most is our own internal emotions. So let's say that you get trolled or critiqued publicly usually on social media or something like that or you get a really bad review on Google or Amazon or wherever something that you know you, you feel is very unfair and it's public you know you're you know how you feel about that your emotions just take over you know, all logic disappears you start wanting to in, in, enact and inflict revenge you start you know uh, commenting back you know having a bit of a pop back at them sticking the knife in getting defensive etc. And you cannot deal with conflict successfully and proactively when you are overly emotional. And that could be overly high or overly low, you know, overly excited or overly angry. Uh, You feel wronged. You feel that it's truly unfair. So managing your emotions and letting those emotions subside before you make decisions is the key to dealing with conflict. You know, like, have you ever sent an email? You've reacted to an email. Someone sent an email. They didn't put a smiley face on the end of it. You thought, that is so rude. So you tore them a new...
1: If you love to travel like me and you understand the power in escaping the money for time exchange trap, but you just don't know how to do it, then building an Airbnb consultancy business could be exactly what you have been looking for right now in the UK Minimal startup costs, zero risk, and almost unlimited potential. Sound good? Welcome to the Airbnb Consultant. Contact us through any of the channels included in the studio notes to get the conversation started.
0: You put it all in, you sent it. And then immediately as you sent it, you you thought, oh, my goodness me, I'm going to get something back here. I've just caused a war. Maybe you regretted doing that or, you know, you barked at your kids or you had to go publicly at one of your customers or whatever. Um, And, you know, you've regretted that. So you don't want to be in the position where you regret that. So what you want to do is make sure that you let the strong emotion subside first. Uh, And I'm going to give you some other tips on how you can manage that as we go through. So number four, then, is to speak to the critic, the complainer, the person that you've got conflict with and say, look, I don't want to get involved in the um, tit for tat and uh, he said, she said. Um, what would your ideal outcome in this scenario be? So you want to ask them what their ideal outcome is, because if you can find out what their, the resolution is, then you, know, you can make proactive steps. And often, conflict becomes just titing for tatting and bringing up the past and you were wrong and I was right. And you know you can just go round and round in circles without actually making any forward progress. Rather than you say, I want this to happen, I want that to happen, I'm not going to agree anything until we've done this, you throw it back on them to say, what, what would your ideal outcome be? It shows that you're reaching out. It's a little bit of a, you know, a white flag or a willingness to be proactive but also you gain more insight into what they want. Often, you know, if someone feels wrong by you, they just want an apology. Now, if someone wants an apology from me, and, and you know, like, it's, it, it wouldn't ruin my brand and my business, I'll quite happily uh, apologize. You know, I'll quite happily apologize, not necessarily feeling like I've done anything wrong, but apologize to make the situation right. You know, the two things I have to say to my wife, pretty much on a minute by minute basis is, thank you, sorry, thank you, sorry, I love you. Thank you, sorry, thank you, sorry. I love you. And and apologising isn't a weakness. It's a strength because most people are too stubborn and pig-headed and emotional to, um, you know, be able to offer that. So don't see saying sorry as a weakness or, you know, a defeat. See it as, you know, being um, progressive and, um, you know, looking to get to your desired outcome. You know, often people don't want as much as they are going for, you know, whether in negotiation or conflict or arbitration or you're even in you know, the throes of a legal disagreement. Often they don't want as much as they make out that they're wanting. They just want you to, um, you know, be reasonable or say sorry, or I don't know, they want something that you perceived um, was, um, you thought what they wanted was a lot more than what they actually wanted. But you don't know until you ask them what it is that they want and what would be an ideal satisfactory outcome. OK, number five, then, is focus on the resolution, focus on moving forward, focus on taking proactive steps and don't drag out the past. The amount of times it's, like, oh, well, you did this in 1985 and you screwed me in 1971, etc. Don't drag up the past. Uh, and in, in the moment, you will emotionally feel like, you, you know, it's the right thing to do. You've been bottling it and bottling it and bottling it. And you can't wait to tear into them. And, um, you know, this is something I've learned to do, which is just to say nothing. They chuck in a few things in the past, they bringing up some stuff, you want to bring it back. It starts getting tit for tat, just say nothing. Okay, thank you. Okay, I understand. Okay, thank you. Don't drag up the past. Uh, Karen has just said to me, and breathe. So I will breathe. So we're on point now five. So let's move on to point six. Often when you're dealing with conflict, you bottle things up. They say things, they do things. Uh, and you bottle it up and you store 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 it up and you you get to that point either over email or face to face or publicly and you let it all out, you blurt it all out, you dump it all out, that is probably one of the worst things you can do. So silence or just learning to receive the critique and the feedback uh, and um, letting it out in the right environment at the right time, at the right place uh, is, is really, really important, uh, which moves us on to number seven, which is to get mentors and mediators and smart, wise counsel. So you want people between you and the other person, whether it's a friend or a family member, that you can go, blah, and just dump it out on. Say to one of your friends um, or family members or business associates who you respect or admire or partners, can have a massive rant. Rant it all out. Let the catharsis out over there so that you don't chuck it all out on the person that you've got conflict with. So that can be very cathartic. You can also get good feedback and good advice. You can say to this person, whether it's a mentor or an arbitrator, you know, or someone in the middle, a mediator, you can say to them, can I just sense check this? Am I going insane? Am I wrong to think this, 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 this? And you can get a balanced view. Now, of course, when they say things back to you that you don't want to hear, like, you know, they, they, they back up an argument to the person you have having conflict with, you have to be able to take that. But it's better to let all that out in a safe environment, in a boxed environment, than it is publicly. Something I see people do all the time is just blurt and dump out all their emotions publicly, you know, whether it's on reviews or social media. And whilst it may feel good in the moment, and you might get a couple of people back you up and go, yeah, you're the man, yeah, you're right, fuck them. yeah, and all that, in reality, that doesn't make you look smart or wise or able to manage your emotions. People will judge you on how you would be with them and they will see how you are with them as how you are with others. So even when you're going through unfair trolling, critiquing, hating, feedback, whatever, someone is, um, you know, taking pop shots at you. If you manage your public persona well and, um, you know, graciously and with elegance, people are going to assume that you will manage yourself with them, too. And in the long run, it will do you well, even if it feels like it's hurting you in the short run. So summarize that then. Get mediators, arbitrators, wise, smart counsel, mentors, people you can trust. People can be your emotional punch bag. Let it all out on them. Because, you know, often we react emotionally because we've stored it, stored it, stored it, stored it. And we just can't hold it in anymore. And I used to do that. And, and this is why avoiding conflict is the worst thing to do to deal with conflict. You've got to deal with conflict head on. You've got to pick up the phone and speak to people. People are hiding behind emails or letters or social media posts, or they're letting it squeak out by just sort of having little pop shots here and there. And they're not dealing with it in in an effective way. You have to deal with it head on. You have to speak to people, but you have to let your emotion out. Because if it stores and stores and stores and stores, then you just have this massive meltdown. And it's not wise. All right, then. Uh, So number nine, then, is making commitments and agreements to next actions or next steps. So you go through, you pick out all the issues that there are. Okay, can we agree that we do this thing by this date? Okay, can we agree that we do this thing by this date? I'm not able to do this, but I am able to do this. Can we agree that? And you want to agree next steps and actions so that you're moving the conversation forward or you're moving the conflict forward. Um, forward, You know, there's nothing like dragging out all the past to make it get, get worse and drag out. And there's nothing like clear action steps for the future to make it move forward and feel like you can see the wood for the trees. All right then, number 10 then is often conflicts are about ego and about saving face and showing that you're right and not backing down and all that. And all those emotions of ego and hubris, um, they cloud resolution. So if you can allow the person that you're getting conflict with, to save face, then you will win. Get, give them a get out. Allow them to save face. Allow them not to be embarrassed publicly, et cetera. You know, often in, in the big media world, people are trying to force public apologies, et cetera. And whilst, you know, you get that, it doesn't allow the person you're having conflict with to save face. So how can you allow them to basically not look bad publicly, Whether that's, um, you know, like when you come to agree to disagree, thanking them for their feedback and thanking them for always keeping an eye on your work or letting them win some certain points or agreeing with them on certain points that they've made. You know, like if you catch people lying, um, you know, like that's a tricky one because you catch them lying. If you make a big point of catching them lying and you make a public example of them, then you'll just turn someone into a lifelong enemy. So you've got to try and work out how you can get an agreement to move forward forward Without turning them into some vexed, scorned, lifelong enemy, even if, you know, what they did was really bad. All right, number 11. And this is a but, a caveat. Despite all these things which are managing your emotions and trying to, you know, be like the swan that's peddling away, uh, you know, um, relentlessly under the water, but graceful above the water, do not allow yourself to be bullied. Uh, And every now and again, you should fight back uh, and you should um, stand up for your cause. Uh, you know, and you should do what's right, not what's easy. Um, And if you have a battle or a cause that you feel is really important to stand up to, then stand up to it. But if you do this every five or 10 minutes, or you pick a fight or a battle, you know, every single day, people aren't going to take you seriously. So when you do stand up and say, no, this is wrong, I'm not having it. Um, but you you do that infrequently people will take you seriously. So don't be bullied. Every now and again on social media um, or to some clients customers that I feel are wrong or I feel I'll be an opportunist or whatever, I will basically not allow them to bully us. I will say I don't believe in this, this is wrong. this is the line I'm you know I'm not allowing you to cross it. Um, thank you but no you know it shows you've got strength of character. Uh, and people will follow you and be inspired by you. But you have to pick your battles wisely. You've probably got three good battles a year in you standing up for the things you believe in. Or, your, you know, if you stand up for your business partners or if you stand up for people who you think are being bullied or wronged, you know, that, that, that shows um, great strength and people will admire you for that. You just have to pick your battles wisely. OK, number 12, then stick to facts. Do not get emotional. You did this, you said this, Blair, you're this, you're that. No, stick to facts. Um, Also, you'll find that every now and again, people will be able to throw your words back in your face. You never know what you say publicly on a video or on social media, or if you're having a call with someone who might have recorded it or what you put in an email. You want to have this rule that never say or write or do anything that you wouldn't be happy publicised in a national newspaper to millions of people. Now, you will stick to facts when you're, you're not over emotional. But when you're overly emotional, you'll say things about people and companies that you don't really mean and that could be thrown against you. All right, then. And finally... Number 13, you're being judged more by how you manage conflict than the fact that there is conflict. So in the moment when you're getting judged or hated on or whatever, you know, you're getting unfair commentary about you based on their experience and emotion and they're lacking in their life and not what you're actually doing. They're misjudging you. They're, you know, they're making false assumptions about you. In that moment, you can feel it's public. It's unfair. You can start to fight back. Uh, When in reality, people aren't judging really what's being said about you. They're judging how you're handling the situation. And always remember that for the future. They will always be able to come back and see how you were, how you behaved and how you dealt with the situation. Uh, And if you don't deal with it in in a wise, balanced fashion, then, um, you know, unfortunately, you're not going to do yourself any, any favors, even if it isn't unfair. So I think it's always wise to take a balanced view when people are trolling or conflicting you, um, you know, there's going to probably be some truth in that um, because, you know, there's usually truth in everything that's um, said, at least, you know, in a balanced view, there's usually truth and falsehood in everything. There's usually things that you um, can learn from. So it is wise to, to, to seek to learn from those. All right. So someone has just said, how do we save this for later? But yeah, this is stuff quite a lot into this video. I think on the top right-hand side, as you watch this video or you um, see the post, there's a little arrow. You click that and you can, uh, you can put save video. I've also recorded it for the Disruptive Entrepreneur podcast. So if you want to subscribe to the Disruptive Entrepreneur podcast on iTunes or Stitcher, then you can get this anytime, anywhere. You can listen to it over and over. I wanted to make this relatively deep dive so that, yeah, if you're ever having conflicts, you can come back and refer to this. Let me sum up the points uh, to try and bang them in your memory. So number one, get clear on what the issue really is. Try and see through the biases, motives, uh, desires for revenge, the sort of, you know, the um, imbalanced emotions. Seek to learn and understand both sides, even their sides, even if you think it's unfair. Seeking to learn the other side of the people who are critiquing and trolling you um, and attacking you is actually balanced wisdom. And you will learn something from that, um, which will make you better at dealing with it next time. Uh, number three, manage your your emotions and don't make any decisions or do anything in the extreme, i.e. overly high, overly low. Ask them what a good outcome would be. Seek to get to that outcome. Five, focus on rag- resolution and not dragging up the past. Six, don't blurt everything out you feel in the moment, which leads to number seven. Get mediators, mentors and counsel and you know emotional punch bags that you can blurt that out on privately so that you don't do it publicly. Number nine, make commitments and next actions and agreements to move forward. How can you let them win or allow them not to lose face in the moment? But don't be bullied. Pick your battles wisely. And when it's something you really believe in, fight for the cause to the end. Number 12, stick to facts, not emotions. And number 13, remember, you're being judged more by how you deal with conflict and not the fact that you're getting it or not. Because ultimately, um, the reality is only that you will get more conflict. You will have more challenges. You will have more critics. You will have more trolls and you will have more haters as you grow. Now, I used to think um, conflict would solve itself if I just let it go. It might die away. It never does. It gets worse and worse and bigger and bigger. So, you know, pick up the phone, go and meet the person, go and deal with it head on. Hold your breath. Be brave. Uh, and um, you know you will definitely solve it quicker and you'll learn more for next time. Ultimately, a, a small conflict now is just training you for bigger conflicts later because they will get bigger and bigger and bigger. So it's not about um, them reducing or going away. It's about you getting stronger and wiser and more balanced to deal with them. And that is the thing that diminishes their power over you. So thanks for tuning in. I hope you found this useful. If you think that there's anyone out there that's having conflicts or challenges or trolls or critics or haters, or is being unfairly shot at, or uh, is a bit of a critic, or could do with her getting a balanced view, or whatever. By all means, share this video with them and the audio podcast, of course. If you're not subscribed to my podcast, The Disruptive Entrepreneur, uh, then make sure you do on iTunes or Stitcher. There's about well, this is the 219th episode, I think. Thanks for tuning in, and remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.